TheItSpot.com. If I could tell the world just one thing, it would be that we're all okay. And not to worry because worry is wasteful and useless in times like these. I will not be made useless. We are raffling off an original painting by our very own The Word Whore. This draw will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, September 17, 2012. Not only is this a chance to own an original work of art, it is a chance to help right an unfortunate wrong. 100% of the proceeds will go directly towards paying off the mountainous debts incurred as a result of the injuries The Word Whore sustained to her right hand last June. Only $25 per ticket. Visit airoutmyshorts.com today. Good luck. That's airoutmyshorts.com. Thank you. My hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own, but they're not yours. They are my own. We are never broken. Steak and salad. Where? At home. Oh, it sounds very grown up. Sadly, uh, the steak looked good, but uh, it turned out to be a little on the grisly side. You bought a bad piece of meat. Yep. I don't know how much you want to record, but I was kind of just thinking of one episode. Yeah, just as long as it's not as hard to schedule another one. Sooner rather than later, because we do have our seventh anniversary coming up fast. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, I'm recording. Okay. Are you still there? Yes. Okay. I'm recording. Now I'm hanging up. The sound just sounded like it changed. Welcome to another exciting episode of Air Up My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Hi, I'm the Word Whore. And I am Preston Buttons. How are you? I am splendid. Good. I like to hear that. Sounds like you're lying, but... Uh, <laughs> I most certainly am. I even like when you fake it. I'll take your energy level even when it's fake. Anything new and exciting? Other than abject poverty, not, not a lot. Oh, that I can relate to, but I don't think our listeners need to hear about that again. Or still, <laughs> or, or always, or ever again from either of us. Yeah, I'm done talking about it. Other than that, um, I'm trying to think. I saw a movie recently. Good. That's, in, always, a, in that's the, always a place to start. It's in the cinema. Oh, in uh, the actual theater. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was now. Must have been riveting. Nobody... Oh, it was the Hunger Games. Oh, I don't know a thing about it, but I keep hearing jokes about it. But I don't understand the jokes because I don't know what the whole movie or book is about. 
Well, it's kind of like the the new Harry Potter in a way, in terms of it being. Oh. But for an older, a little older audience. I would be an older audience. Yes. Well. You don't mean that older. That. No. No. Not. You mean older than twelve? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Or about twelve. Maybe. So. 15. So what's new for our generation? What's What's hip? I don't know. Anyway, I saw the movie and I liked it. Okay. Did you know Did you know anything about it going into it? Did you uh, it? No, nothing at all. No. Okay. And is it about people eating each other? No, it's like, um, well, it's compared to Battle Royale, which is about school kids being uh, forced to kill each other until there's just one left. So what's the hunger part of it? Um... They stop for snacks. His, historically speaking, it's it's kind of a punishment, and it's based on, um, you know what? Just see it. <laughs> really? You think I'd like it? Uh, yeah, I think you would. Uh, I will probably wait until it's rentable. Yeah. Streamable, downloadable, whatever, on demandable. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best movie ever, but I but I did really enjoy it. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I was kind of like, yeah, no, I, I did quite enjoy it. And how's your movie going? Not quickly. But it's still going? Well, I'm handing it over to someone else to to finish some editing on it. Mm-hmm. But it that, could be out of laziness or out of lack of skill? Um, A little bit of both. Okay. And I've had some problems with uh, corrupt files, too, that have been infuriating. I see. I don't know if that has anything to do with starting the editing on a Mac and then flipping it over to a PC, but now I'm going to flip it back over to a Mac, so we'll see if maybe it eliminates the problems that I've been having. Maybe it's the flipping part that's fucking stuff up. Could be. I think it might actually just be my machine that's doing it. So yeah, nothing exciting there, except that I'm starting to do pre-production on, on a movie to be shot next year in the winter oh. outside. Which I'm Ooh. sure will, uh, after a day, will be considered a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it sounds like a novelty now. Yeah. What did you do for the long weekend? May 2-4, as we call it. I don't think I did anything particular, except probably drink and barbecue. Well, that sounds suitable. Yes. The weather has begun to summarize. Oh, it was a, it was really nice for a little while, but actually, it's been pissing down uh, for the past week, and is apparently supposed to continue to do so, which is not the way it is in Miami. I understand. Uh, no, this should be our rainy season, but it has stopped, and it's really fucking hot, really fucking hot. Ooh, sirens! The police department are busy. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. I'm sure you heard about the zombie apocalypse. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I heard heard about the, the the person eating another person's face in Miami. Yes. Oh, and then in New Jersey, some someone cut their stomach open and threw their intestines at cops. Oh, was it around the same time? It was the next day. That's frightening. I wonder if they're related incidents. I don't know. On the Saturday that it happened, I had someone coming in from out of town whose car broke down 
a matter of feet in front of the whole incident, and he got to witness the entire thing. Wow. That sounds like a phone guest. First person viewpoint of the zombie apocalypse in Miami. (laughs) Quite a welcome to Miami. Yeah, I bet. First time visit, and that was his first Miami experience. Um. Oh, and of course, uh, yesterday there was a shooting at the Eaton Center here in Toronto. Oh, I did not know that. I heard that Union Station was flooded. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's... And I'd like to see some real pictures. People keep posting fake pictures with sharks and the Titanic and (laughs) shit in it, and I just want to see real pictures. Um, What was the shooting at the mall? Uh, Someone opened up uh, at the food court. Killed one, killed one person, like the attendant victim, but then wounded uh, seven others. Oh, that's awful. And they haven't caught them yet. They will very quickly because you don't shoot someone in the middle of a place surrounded by uh, surveillance cameras and generally get away with it. So, No, I wouldn't think so. Especially if you're stupid enough to open up in a food court. So is there any more to this story? What was the reason behind the intended victim? Yeah, they suspect that it it was gang related, but I don't know. Which mall was this in? The Eaton Center. Oh Jesus! Right in the middle of the food court, the North Food Court, which you probably have never seen. We have gangs. They don't hang around downtown, but yes, there are gangs what? in Toronto. Where are they from? Have they been I imported? I, I sus- for, for character. <laughs> I suspect in Scarborough, mm. or. Other sort of more outlying areas. So they're kind of bred there? The primordial ooze of Scarborough? Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, well, I don't know. If you remember, like, uh, in 2005, when two gangs opened up, like, half a block from, from the Eaton Center, uh, and they shot at each other and did it, didn't hit anyone. Except, or did you dream this? Except for a, like a fourteen-year-old girl who was killed. How how the fuck do you expect me to remember two thousand five? That was fairly, yeah, good point. <laughs> I can't remember last Tuesday. So what have, what else have you been up to? Quite a bit. I mean, definitely the arrival of of out of town guests with zombie stories and. Uh, The shooting and the whole thing was pretty exciting last weekend. Um, And then, of course, there was a lot of long weekend celebration. And it was, you know, supposed to be that urban beach weekend, which they beefed up security and closed down streets for and took all these precautions. And then it was a very poor turnout. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, it's the Miami equivalent of, sort of what happens in Toronto for Carabana. It's just the whole city is taken over for this festival. And um, last year it was really scary and dangerous, and there were a lot of shootings and a lot of crime. So they beefed up security this year, and nobody came. So it was a ghost town and really weird, and all of the locals went out of town. So I felt like I had the whole damn place to myself. It was very odd. Actually, a little disappointing because it's usually interesting, minus the crime, of course. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so there was that. Um, I thought I did have other stories. Uh, You're popping a bit. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I I think it's because I'm smacking my lips because they're dry. I need chapstick. Um, what else? What else? Something. Um, shit. <laughs> I always have all kinds of stuff that that I think I want to say until we turn on the microphone. You know. It's funny how that happens. I know. Have you seen any um, any movies lately? I don't think so. I watched Boogie Nights again last night or the night before, so I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, hmm, I've been watching a lot of uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's. A Hulu thing. I just went down a rabbit hole and I was like, you know what show I haven't seen in a long time? Mary Tyler Moore. So I watched the very first episode and then I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And I don't think I remembered that the theme song was actually different for season one than it was for the rest of it. It was the same tune, but totally different lyrics. And they changed it season two. Oh, so it wasn't it wasn't a different tune, though. Exact same tune, but completely different lyrics. This is something that kind of confused me, because I knew there were two themes, but for some reason I thought it was a different tune. So so the subsequent seasons were you could turn the world on with a smile. Right. Right. What was the first season then? Something about how she's going to make it on her own now that you're on your own. And and the whole um, intro is her moving to Minneapolis. Right. So, yeah, I guess they figured they'd retire that and they turned it from, um, what's the last line? Uh, I should know after my marathon, but I don't. I'm drawing a total blank. Anyway, I just, I still find it one of the most well-written sitcoms of all time. It's damn funny. I, you know, I gotta say, clothes, I haven't seen it in ages. The clothes ages, are spectacular. But... Um, Her entire wardrobe from season one, I want. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually saw it. I imagine I probably saw an episode in the 80s or something like that. But uh, but I don't think I've seen it since then. I do remember really liking it. And, uh, well, then I highly recommend you start with episode one, and then you can tell me what the lyrics are that I've forgotten already. What's in your refrigerator right now? Um, a lot of rotting food leftovers and takeout and stuff no not really actually i shouldn't say a lot of rotting food but there's some stuff that was kind of forgotten how serious is the best before date on a carton of eggs um not very as far as i know okay so if i have a whole carton that i forgot about i mean forgot about it it was shoved back into the back of the fridge behind a case of beer um and it's four days past best before if i just boil them all they'll be fine oh i'm sure i won't die you're not gonna die no four days past the date no okay no like i think if it was a month past you might think about it oh it was a a month past i would have thrown them out instantly but now that's not saying that i wouldn't throw them out but i know that there's nothing wrong with them Okay. No, I just felt guilty because it's a whole carton. If it were just a couple, I'd just pitch them. I know it's riveting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's just on my mind. Because you know what it's like when you feel like you're wasting something 
Yeah, I hate that. I, and I felt awful. It was like, it, where? How did they get behind the case of beer? Happens all the time with me too. And and stuff like you know, I went out uh, to my mom's place for some dinner or something, and ended up bringing home leftovers. And and you forgot to eat. Forgot them. half of them. That's <gasps> Oh, that's heartbreaking. That's the worst when they're real homemade food leftovers that you rarely get to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love is all around. It is? That's the name of the theme. Oh. Yeah, what I'm thinking is maybe it was a whole song and they used a different verse Yes. Well, I'm I'm on Wikipedia, which actually doesn't have the lyrics. It just has the lyrical changes. So uh, it it says here that uh, the the first season's lyrics are words of encouragement directed to the character, referring to the end of a previous relationship and making a fresh start, beginning with "How will you make it on your own?" including with "You might make it after all." Right. And then. And then the second season, they changed it to "You're gonna make it after all." Yes, and who can turn the world on with a smile, concluding with more definitive, you're going to make it after all. So there you go. Who wrote it? uh, Sonny Curtis. Who sang it? Sonny Curtis. It says it's often mistakenly attributed to Paul Williams. I was thinking of rewriting the lyrics for myself. (laughs) But you know, it ran for seven years. Yes. I thought it was only on for like three. I think it's the only sitcom in history that spawned three other sitcoms. Um, I don't think I can think of another one. I mean, other... other Spin-off th- shows. Rhoda, Lou Grant. And, and Phyllis. And Phyllis. There wasn't yeah. another one? I don't think so. I meant I don't think I can think of another sitcom that spun off that many. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, think, um, I don't think there was. Oh, here, just Rhoda... Rhoda and Phyllis, Lou Grant, and, uh, oh, there was a uh, two-hour ABC movie, Mary and Rhoda. Oh, I didn't know that. In 2000. 2000? Yeah, it mustn't have done so well. No, I wouldn't think so. Anyway. Anyway, this is a lot of shit. (laughs) I don't know. You asked me what I've been watching, and I just answered honestly. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just I'm thinking yeah, should, that uh, this, should often make stuff up. This uh, this will be a heavily edited episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's John from TTN's birthday today. I did not know that. Um, Happy birthday, John! But they're not recording, and <laughs> it's clear by Facebook that uh, John's out drinking. Fair enough. Which one would expect? How old is the fella? Mm, older than dirt. You think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Do you have like any rough idea? Is he? <laughs> he's older as, than me. He's older than you. Yeah. Wow, I, that's old. I think only by a couple of years, maybe. Are you just guessing? Well, it's a it's an educated guess. Based on what? Well, based on them saying their ages before that I just can't remember exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to ask them next time. I I listen to the show. So do I, but I don't remember them saying their ages. I think you just make the assumption that they're older than you because they have wives and kids and grown-up lives, and you do not. This is true. They're much older than me in uh, terms of responsibility. Exactly. 
and always will be. But then again, all your younger siblings are older than me in terms of risk. But they're older than you, too. True. But I have no issue with that. I often think this crosses my mind a lot. There there are like general day-to-day routine activities that the average bulk of the adult population do like it's second nature that I find myself congratulating myself for in my head. And I'm sure you do it too. You know, if you, you make yourself dinner and feed yourself and it's somewhat healthy (laughs) or you make your bed, even though company's not coming or I don't know, all kinds of stuff like that. You take the trash out before it's smothered in flies. (laughs) Yes. All these things are achievements. All these things are big accomplishments. By the way, where, why is second nature second nature? I don't know. What's first Shouldn't nature? Shouldn't it be first? If it's instinctively, wouldn't it be first nature? Yes, that's a, that's a good question. I don't Thank know. you. I'd like to know why it's called second nature. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to Google that. All right. I count on you for all this wisdom. Questions like these pop into my head every minute. Every minute. Well, why don't we read a story? We can read a story. I'm going to go into the electronic mailbox. Is it electronic? It's it's electronic now? Yeah. When did we upgrade? Oh, well, I got something on loan. I hope it didn't cost anything. It's it's, It's a trial thing. Okay, let me find a place to put the story so that it's not rattly and I can see it. Oh, yeah. You have to use paper. Yeah. I haven't upgraded. Uh, Let's see. What what does it say here? I don't know if you guys remember the story I sent you a couple years back. Of course we don't. Uh, That had the word motherfucker all over it. Thanks for reading it. It was awesome hearing your voices interpret it. Well, anyway, I have a very short story for you guys. Hope this makes the podcast. I still love you guys, even if the podcast comes only about as frequently as sex with my wife does. Oh, that poor boy. That's uh, Joseph Jolton is not getting it enough, apparently. Not nearly enough. So, he's got a little something called Proctobot. I feel guilty his name doesn't ring a bell at all. No, he probably meant he probably wrote it with a pseudonym and then forgot to use the pseudonym <laughs> this time. Maybe or the other way around. Yes. Sorry, Joseph. Uh, I don't uh, offhand remember the story. It would help if you actually put the title of the story in the email. Would that really help? Probably not. <laughs> but I'd say the chances are higher. Shall we read this story? Yep. Bring it on. This is Proctobot by Joseph Jolton. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Freeman Chubb squirmed as the Proctobot slowly inserted the round cold metal cylinder into his rectum. It didn't help that the Proctobot wasn't using any kind of lubricant and was instead working the Proctoprobe deeper into Freeman's colon using a mechanical twisting movement. Ow! Freeman yelped. Is this, oh no, Freeman Chubb, it's not Gordon Freeman uh, from (laughs) Half-Life. 
That'd be kind of funny if it was. Yeah, no kidding. Now that's what I'm picturing. (laughs) Don't worry, Gordon. This will only hurt a little bit. (laughs) The Proctobot leaned towards Freeman's face, its featureless chrome faceplate reflecting a fisheye-like version of Freeman's grimace back at him. You refuse the lubricant, the Proctobot replied in its vocoder vocoder monotone. That means uh, a vocoder is like the, um, geez, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think of a good example that anyone will know because Alan Parsons used it a lot. But it's that, um, it's the keyboard with a mic attached to it that you speak into, and but then you play a tune and mm-hmm. and your voice comes out in that tune, but the weird um, well, robotic voice, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Like when we were playing rap, rock, and roll many, 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 many years ago, and we were in the 80s one, and it was going, I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why. Yeah, no, but that didn't have a vocoder. Oh. Um, as they say, Alan Parsons used it a lot. Is that the Parsons Project? Yes. Okay. What did it, they it's, sing? It's kind of, um, uh, you know, the, the way auto-tune is, it sort of sounds like auto-tune. I don't know what auto-tune is. Okay. Um, go back and hear a rock. <laughs> Why can't you have the patience to teach me? <laughs> you refuse the lubricant. <laughs> the Proctobot replied in its vocoder, vocoder monotone. And I must therefore revert to a mechanical technique in order to ensure proper and effective insertion of the proctoprobe. (laughs) (laughs) Proctoprobe, proctoprobe. (laughs) I'm picturing a Dalek doing this. What? I didn't refuse no lubricant, Freeman said. A twist deep in his gut. Your signature on the documentation indicates the contract. I'm just going to do it as Dalek for the rest of it. (laughs) I wonder what my neighbors are thinking right now. Uh, The last time we were recording, I was thinking the exact same thing. They're only hearing one side of each conversation. Uh, It must be really, really disturbing. (laughs) Your signature on the documentation indicates the contrary, said the Proctobot. You people never read those things and then complain when events don't proceed according to your expectations. Proctocorp, its officers, affiliates, and operatives do not accept responsibility for your willful ignorance. The Proctobot made a single sudden twist and pushed the Proctoprobe even deeper. <laughs> I'm not going to scream this out. Ah, oh, 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 Jesus fucking Christ, I think you fucking tore something. Ah, you fucking robot. The Proctobot's blank face scanned Freeman's torso. I detect no internal damage. The pain you're experiencing is subjective and merely anticipatory. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like an old woman. Both both voices you're using for for the robot and the victim are changing on the fly. I know. Now, oh, 
Charlie, there's leeches all over your back. <laughs> I detect no. I detect no eternal damage. Oh, wait. Where am I? Yeah, somewhere along the line you turned yeah. into Catherine Hepburn again. Your experience during this procedure can be made more enjoyable if you relax. God, I hope... Okay, you just read the next little bit. Enjoyable? Freeman groaned. How the fuck is any part of this enjoyable? The male homosexuals of the human species derive... Hey, that's pleasure. not the robot voice. I'm tired of doing the robot or Catherine Hepburn voice. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, I'll do it in post. The male homosexuals of the human species derive great pleasure from repeated and extensive anal penetration. They would not willingly engage in such experience if they were discomforting. Freeman looked at the proctobot. Excuse me? Are you calling me a... Oh, I can't say that. Bundle of sticks. <laughs> I'm sure it's in context. The proctobot, expressionless and toneless, continued... In fact, females of the human species also practice anal pe penetration, although it this is apparently in a concession to pleasuring their male mates. What was that? That was our zombie experiencer. Oh, texting you? Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, females of the human species also practice anal penetration, although this is Apparently, in a concession to pleasuring their male mates, as females possess no prostate gland with which to experience sexual stimulation in that region. As if to illustrate, the proctobot adjusted the proctoprobe to precisely and dramatically stimulate Freeman's prostate. Wow! Jesus Christ! Freeman gasped. <laughs> that was kind of Christopher Walken. Yes. <laughs> You're pulling out all of your tricks. <laughs> I'm like Mel Blanc. Exactly. You're accused of that a lot. Yeah. If you would prefer, I can continue that stimulation if it would help me proceed with the examination, said the Proctobot. Freeman considered this. It won't make me gay, will it? You are already gay. <laughs> you are already gay. My throat is starting to kill me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. I didn't know the whole thing was dialogue. <laughs> you are already gay. I am not. As you wish. If it would assuage your homophobic fears, I can make an adjustment. The proctobot stepped back, leaving the proctoprobe buried halfway up Freeman's rectum. Its cluster of cables dangling from the back of the probe on their way to the massive diagnostic apparatus against the opposite wall. The proctobot's reflective chrome body, normally featureless and pristine, shimmered as random patterns flickered and undulated across its surface. A moment later, it struck a pose in front of Freeman, its gleaming body now defined by the lattices and lines of a French maid's outfit with garters and stockings. Why didn't they do that in the first place? Good point. Holy fuck! Freeman gaped, and he felt his cock beginning to swell. May I continue? Asked the proctobot. 
Yes, whispered Freeman. The Proctobot resumed the insertion of the probe while continuing to manipulate it against Freeman's prostate. I have, I have to ask something. I don't think you read that properly. What did you do? <laughs> Freeman gasped as the intensity of his pleasure grew. What do you call it when you want to fuck robots? Robosexuality, the Proctobot replied. <laughs> Freeman came. <laughs> Whew, that didn't leave any room for, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was Proctobot by Joseph Jolton. Yes, it was. Oh, boy. It's getting crazy hot in here. Hello. Hello. Hair hard luck. Hey, how you doing? You're on the air with, uh, the word horn Preston Buttons. You forgot my name. I did. <laughs> I did. It happened. Well, it's uh, it's good to hear your voice, Hair Hardluck. Uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for giving me a shout. Uh, I understand that uh, you've had uh, some adventures uh, recently. He's had some hard luck adventures. <laughs> yeah, it was quite the exciting uh, Saturday last weekend. Let's see, I was heading down to uh, South Beach, and uh, I was driving my old 67 Mustang. And I was on the road for about two hours. And uh, I get into the city. I'm on the uh, MacArthur Causeway, just about to cross the bridge over to uh, South Beach when uh, my car overheated. About two o'clock in the afternoon. And Which I'm... would be bad enough in and of itself. Yes. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a pain. Although I got to say, <laughs> you know, uh, having a 67 Mustang isn't a bad thing. No, it's a very good thing, but it's uh, it needs uh, needs to be taken care of. Uh, let's see, all the time, <laughs> yeah, especially when it gets hot outside. I guess uh, it gets very hot here, so uh, the overheating issue is it's a bit of a pain. But um, yeah, anyways, I got the car over to the side, off the side of, uh, from the highway, and um, I was just sitting there, uh, basically texting my friend. To let them know I'll be a bit late coming down. I'm stuck. I'll uh, sit around here for a bit and let the engine cool down. And and uh, hopefully I'll get it started and uh, be on my way. But um, while I was doing that, I uh, looked ahead of me. Maybe about, let's say maybe about three, two, three hundred yards uh, on the opposite direction of the MacArthur Causeway. Uh, I noticed a, uh, a naked man basically running on the highway and throwing things. Uh, basically, I don't know what it was. It was garbage, debris, anything. At the time, th you thought it was garbage, yes. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> what it was. <laughs> and uh, I just chalked it up to uh, a, a crazy guy, probably high on something, um, delusional. High on life. Well, actually, he looked very <laughs> angry. He was angry at somebody. <laughs> he was yelling at, yelling at everybody and everything that was driving by him. He was... Uh, trying to, I don't know what he was trying to do, uh, fight every car that was passing him. I'm used to, you know, living in cities and stuff like that. You see, you know, the odd person out of his mind, but they usually have their clothes on. But uh, he was uh, butt naked. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he was on something very, very strong. Yeah, so 
just looked at that as just somebody out of his mind and, you know, he'll be on his way and hopefully he doesn't come near me because I'm kind of stranded on the side of the highway. And uh, I guess a few minutes after throwing stuff around, he ended up uh, crawling over the um, concrete barrier, which is at the side of the causeway. And uh, that was the last I saw of, saw of him. Um, uh, so I was just... Uh, Back and forth, texting my friend, giving him directions because he said he was going to come. Oh, you can call him Professor Mumblebee. That's his show name. Oh, Professor Professor Mumblebee. Okay, Professor Professor Mumblebee was on his way uh, (laughs) to pick me up because he said, "Why don't I just come get you? We'll let the car cool down and uh, we'll grab a beer and we'll come back." So I said, "Okay." So I'm I'm giving him directions over my phone when uh, the ranger, I guess the 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 highway ranger came by. Uh, I saw him coming up. Those are the guys that come up and basically uh, clean the highway or anything. If there's something in the way, they'll they'll pick it up. So anyways, he pulled up and I was going, oh, great. Because he was, all that garbage on the highway was kind of causing a bit of a traffic jam. People were driving around it. So like I said, there were the pieces he threw on the, on the uh, highway were big chunks of something. So um, anyways, the, uh, the ranger, I saw him get out of the truck. But he quickly got back into the truck, and a few minutes later, uh, a police officer uh, rolled up and pulled in front of the truck and got out, and I saw him wandering around. I was thinking he was going to get out and, you know... um, Clean up. Clean up or uh, divert traffic to, uh, you know, to go around the stuff and, you know, put up some pylons and, you know, have some order, but... um, uh, like, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I'm still getting texts from uh, Professor. What was it again? Mumblebee. <laughs> Mumblebee, uh, saying uh, he's on his way. And where exactly are you? And I was just about to text him back when I heard uh, four shots of a from a very high-powered uh, handgun. I knew they were four because I counted them. Uh, I knew I knew the sound too because I've I have fired guns before at a target range and I guessing it was close to a 40 caliber handgun and it's a distinctive sound so four very loud pops and it didn't sound like a, it didn't sound like a uh, a, a blown Backfire fire fire yeah nothing it, they were it was a gun it was gunfire and uh, I just proceeded to text uh, Professor Mumblebee that I think the police officer just shot the naked guy. So, um, which I found out was true. Um, and then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, I would say it was very quick. Um, I don't know, a dozen squad cars showed up and, uh, it was a lot of chaos. Another police car drove up and actually, uh, pulled up in front of the oncoming traffic, blocked them for a bit. And, uh, I guess the fire department, uh, the paramedics all showed up. And then there was some uh, commotion around, and, uh, and I was just thinking they this guy was doing something back there, or he had a, a weapon, and he pulled it out on the officer, and the officer had to shoot him, uh, not realizing there was somebody else behind that that concrete barrier, uh, which having I, his face eaten off. Yeah, yeah. So um, since I, I I was on my iPhone. And uh, since uh, news spreads very, very quickly, and I found out the Miami Herald building was right next door to the causeway, um, I just decided to uh, Google it. Naked man on 
MacArthur Causeway, and all of a sudden, all these um, news articles popped up. Uh, naked man shot on Causeway, eating another man's head. So mm -hmm. that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of a shock, realizing about a few hundred feet, there was this guy chewing on another man's head. And I heard he did a lot of damage to this person. Oh, you're not kidding. You should see the pictures. It's yes, horrifying. I, I unfortunately did see the pictures. and uh, It's really horrifying. Yeah, yeah I, I can just imagine. It was hard to tell when I saw the guy running around uh, if there was, you know, any blood on his face. But all I knew, he was basically very upset, very agitated. So the paramedics uh, were behind that wall, and I... I was thinking they were working on the guy. I, I thought maybe the police officer, you know, I was hope, you know, you were thinking maybe he, he got wounded. But sure. when they pulled this person out of from behind the wall, it wasn't that guy. Um, as a white guy on the stretcher, you know, they had them all kind of um, strapped in and stuff like that. So I couldn't really get a good look, but they had a neck brace on him and a few other things. Um, so I'm thinking, well, who's this guy? Right. So, uh, yeah, that's when I found out there was somebody else behind there. And um, yeah, that, that, that was basically it. I was stuck, car overheated, <laughs> and got to see uh, a naked guy running around. And then I heard him getting shot. And then I find out there's uh, somebody being eaten. So yes, it was a very eventful Saturday afternoon. And when my uh, friend picked me up, uh, I said, never mind the car, let's go to the bar. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> you were just uh, a, f a couple of hundred yards and a barrier uh, a median away from a crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was just thinking after all this and reading about all this stuff, just imagine if, uh, you know, he decided to take a walk over to my car because I, basically I was stuck. Um, he could have easily just come over. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, and on my Absolutely. side. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, you it was, still have your face. I still have my face. My car is still in the shop. And uh, no, it's back in the shop. It's sorry. Yes, it is back. <laughs> in the shop. Yes, they apologize. Uh, so, uh, yeah, interesting. And then I find out this news uh, was all over the world. I was getting emails from my friends in Singapore, England all talking about this. And when I mentioned I was sitting right there because you can see my car in the CCTV video. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. That's so yeah. great. Um, yeah, it, it, it was uh, interesting. Sort of. You're, you're in one of those and he walked away. Yes. Yes. And I felt it, it was, yeah, I felt like I was witnessing this in front of me and uh, it was, how do I say it? Like the fly on the wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the police didn't even approach me, and I was sitting right there. That surprises me. Yeah. I, I know. He was a first-hand witness, and they didn't ask him any questions. Yeah, I, I was surprised because a cruiser flew by me. I, I, like, I'm sitting, like, I'm, I ended up getting out of the car sitting on the uh, side, and nobody came over. And uh, I guess there was other witnesses as well, especially the people that called. Um, maybe I just wasn't important enough, so they got enough information. But um, but still, the fact that your your car is broken down right next to this. Yeah, nobody and, helped me. And I know. And then you proceeded to transfer 
bags out of your trunk into another car. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me get this. The, yeah, nothing okay, suspicious this, about that. Well, prof- <laughs> Professor, Professor Mumblebee. Mumblebee drives a very, very um, fancy car. He drives an Aston Martin. So, uh, it, it, you know, uh, seeing this Aston Martin pull up behind me on the side of the causeway to pick me up, I'm opening up the trunk of my old 67 Mustang, pulling out two bags <laughs> and putting them in his trunk and then getting into his car and driving off and leaving my car behind. So, you know, you would th- on an uh, on an average day without uh, a zombie attack, that would have been very suspicious. Very suspicious. Uh, you know, where's where's Horatio that day? <laughs> so basically, if we did get pulled over, it would be a bag full of underwear and socks and T-shirts and, you know, stuff for the beach. So, uh, yeah, it just looks really odd. You know, it's like, a you know, just passing stuff over. Well, anyways, we had our. We had we went to went to a bar, had a beer, and uh, I picked up the radiator fluid, drove back. So basically, he was take uh, taking me back to my car, and the exit to the car on the MacArthur was actually closed. And at first, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's this the shooting, this zombie guy. But no, a motorcycle ended up uh, losing control and smashing into the uh, barrier of the entrance. And this person was not wearing a helmet, and he was dead. So the the body was lying there on the highway. The motorcycle is smashed, and I'm sitting there looking for looking outside, looking for the black cloud above my head. <laughs> death, uh, death follows you. It seems. I think so. I think so. So we avoided that, and uh, there was another exit. Um, Professor Mumblebee said we can take, which actually would get me to near my car, which was the on-ramp onto the MacArthur. So we ended up taking another uh, route, and we were in the fast lane, because that's where Aston Martins should be. And uh, we came upon a Mercedes and uh, another car, a domestic car, having road rage in the fast lane. So the, the little car was driving in the medium, and the Mercedes-Benz was... Uh, alongside of him in the fast lane, yelling at him. And then we were kind of boxed in behind him because we couldn't get into the right lane because traffic was passing us because these guys were slowing down and arguing. And they decided to slam on the brakes and stop their car in the fast lane and continue to have a verbal argument while speeding cars are coming up behind us (laughs) and not noticing these two fools having an argument. So um, Professor Mumblebee was honking on his horn and yelling profanities. (laughs) You think? (laughs) (laughs) Well, these two morons uh, finished what they were doing and decided to uh, speed off. Luckily, the person behind us noticed uh, us slow down very quickly and managed not to hit us. So um, we continued on, and Professor Mumblebee, I think, smoked about 10 cigarettes in the span of 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, we got to my car. I took out the rad fluid, walked up the hill to my car. Police were still there. They saw us both work on my car, and still nobody came over to talk. <laughs> <laughs> got the car started and drove off. <laughs> 
No, excuse me. Did you see the face eating? No. (laughs) How many gunshots did you hear? Nothing. 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 So fucking baffling to me. (laughs) The best part, Buttons, is not the best. Not not from Hair Hard Luck's perspective whatsoever. But a week later, the same (laughs) whole thing happened to him again. He came back down here to get his car, which had apparently been fixed, paid for it, and then it overheated and broke down again as he was leaving. 30 minutes outside of South Beach. (laughs) I managed to uh, get it off the highway just in time over to a parking lot at the Denny's where about a jug of radiator fluid was spewing out of my overflow hose all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I, I, Miami doesn't want to let me leave. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, wow. I'm, at least, uh, no one was getting their face eaten that day. No. And I'm glad I didn't open the radiator cap and, uh, have my face burned off. Yeah. We'll see what happens when I go pick the, up the car in the next week or so. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yes, exactly. Yes. I have to say, I felt guilty when I yelled after you when you were leaving. See you next weekend. Because, you know, it would have been fun if it was something you had planned. But (laughs) not so much when you have to keep coming back to collect your belongings. No, no. Not saying it's it's bad. You know, it's great coming down to Miami and seeing you guys. uh, But, yeah, I would like to leave with all my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we really appreciate you telling the story. It's very rare to have this firsthand account of the zombie apocalypse. My pleasure. (laughs) Hope to not witness that ever again. I hope you don't either. No. Well, unless it really is a zombie apocalypse, and then, you know, there's not much you can do. Nothing I can do. But I am in a 67 Mustang, and I think I can, you know, if I can get it started probably do some damage i would be like omega man that's right (laughs) that's kind of what i'm picturing yes omega man and steve mcqueen from bullet (laughs) yeah well thanks guys all right well thank you very much uh we'll let you go you're very welcome and uh, And nice speaking to you both all right take it easy okay bye now oh uh in keeping with the the sort of zombie stuff that's happened recently a friend of mine started a group called the toronto zombie awareness program oh and uh there's uh 103 members in it and there were a hundred after about a couple of hours really yeah obviously he just the thing is is that he sent out an invitation for me to join and i clicked on it just to look at it and i was member so i don't know how that worked i, oh. never, I never actually said that i would join Okay. It just automatically added so me back. You, but so you, you can't can't even look at it without becoming a member. I don't know, but um, but in any case, uh, that's like the church. <laughs> 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 anyway, we've been discussing safe houses and and stuff like that. So uh, mm-hmm. so we have a network of people here who may be prepared for uh, in the event of a zombie. Is Big Johnny like a member? Uh, I haven't sent it to him. I should. Uh, he should be. I was. I. He was the only person I needed here for the zombie apocalypse. 
Mm-hmm. He's the only one I know who's been preparing his whole life. And not, not only preparing, but waiting for it. Yes, yeah, with anticipation. <laughs> it would be the happiest day of his life. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. You're welcome. This has been another episode. And stay tuned for the seven years of Air Out My Shorts. Yes. An- anniversary special. Send us some stories at shortsattheidspot.com. We could use some fresh material. We could. And uh, leave leave a comment on our, uh, on our message center. Yeah. Join us on Facebook. That too. I thought that's what you meant. What did you mean? I meant our phone, our audio comment line. Oh, does that still work? I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Call it sometime and let me know. (laughs) Somebody let me know if it's working. It's sort of like not knowing if the light in the refrigerator goes off when you close the door. (laughs) It's exactly like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. Go to our website and uh, use the story generator, and uh, you too can contribute your stories to us. Mm -hmm. And not even have to really think about it. Well, they don't have to think of it either way. I think the stories we've read over the last seven years should make everybody pretty confident in their writing. What's the word? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts. My shorts. My neck is killing me. Why? From reading that robot story. I don't see how that would affect your neck. No, it didn't. Well, other than... I'd be a little more concerned if your butt was killing you. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host... Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. So I'd like to take a moment to plug my show. I have a show coming up. We have it here. It's called That Old Black Magic. It's a one-woman show written by and starring me. It's going to be premiering at the Hollywood Fringe Festival, which takes place from June 14th to June 24th in Los Angeles in their theater row area in Hollywood. All shows are 10 bucks. I have seven shows. You can get more information at hollywoodfringe.org or at biggunsbigtobaccowordpress.com. Cool. The show has magic. Oh, it does. Comedy. And plenty of that. Burlesque. Yep. And Harriet Tubman. <laughs> All the things All that things. you're looking for in a one-woman show. Yeah, it's, it's set in 1955, and it's the story of Sweet Bojansky Brown. <laughs> Sweet Bojansky Brown. <laughs> it's really good. You guys really need to see this. Yeah, so if you if you guys want to come see the show, all the tickets are $10, but I have a code, uh, hey, you know it. So if you type in, hey, you know it, tickets are $5. Sweet. Yep. It's well worth it, you guys. So yeah, it's well worth five there. bucks. Just a quick shout out to our allies in podcasting. We have Air Out My Shorts. Yep, and we have Rod and Karen from the Black Eye Who Tips, who's actually a top 100 Stitcher radio. Are they real? Yeah, yeah congratulations, we are you guys. Gosh. 
Um, then there's also But I Digress. Mm -hmm. and, and ABC Gotham. And also Talking Shit from Australia. Right. That's talking like walking. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's an awesome podcast from Down Under. Right. And don't forget to go to ilovelard.com, which will give you a list of other women podcast shows. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Someone else do some giving Love